Hey, 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 we are back. Welcome to Crime Pursuit Podcast. I'm your host, Ed Bounds, along with Kathy Chris. Now, we do have a brand new pursuit. Kathy, what do we got? All right, we have Shaylin Ammerman. She's a 15-month-old sweet baby girl who was taken out of her home and brutally murdered on March 23rd, 2016, between 10 and 10 p.m. and 8 a.m. in the morning. There was four people in the home at the time, which include the father, Justin Ammerman, the uncle, Adam Ammerman, grandmother, Tammy Morgan, and stepfather, Danny Morgan. All right. And that's a lot of people in one house. Yes, sir. Yeah. So we have a special guest with us tonight. And, you know, when I when I read this story, it was, this is sickening. It's very disturbing. So I want to warn everybody that uh, this is a horrible story. We have a special guest. We're just going to call her Bree because we want to keep her identity private. Bree, welcome to the show. Bree, welcome to the show. How you doing? I'm good. How are you? Uh, well, I'm good considering that we have to, you know, broadcast this. But, you know... Yeah. Give us, give our listeners a breakdown of how you're connected to this case. Uh, what you know about this case? Um, well, like I think that, like when you're in Spencer a lot, which most of my family is, lives between Spencer and Gosport, I have to go there every summer since I was a kid. Because I, I was kind of like a bad kid, so my parents would like shit me off for summer break. And I'd be there a lot of spring break, fall break. Anyway. My grandma lives there. Um, so in Spencer, everybody knows everybody. It is a place where you don't lock your doors. Everybody knows everybody. I did. Um, I did not. He just ended up in Gosport because of his mother. Um, so I did know them. Um, and just a real, really quick um, correction about the four people. In the house during the time of her disappearance, Kyle Parker was also in the house as well. He was already there. You're right, you're right. And I forgot to say Kyle Parker. He is actually the one who is arrested right now for the case. So he's the one that's doing the time? Yes. Okay. You said who was in the house? Uh, okay, it was Danny Morgan. Um, that is Justin Ammerman and Adam Ammerman's stepfather. It's Tammy's husband. So we have Tammy and Danny Morgan. They were the grand, grandma, step-grandpa, Shailen, Adam Ammerman, Justin Ammerman. Justin is her father. Adam is her uncle. And then Kyle Parker, which stories will differ on that, but he was hanging out with Danny and Adam drinking um, that night. Um, so, and she went missing between sometime within the very mid-morning to about 9 o'clock in the morning. Okay, so I thought, when I was watching the video, I thought, because well, he said something in one of the videos that she came, she might have came up missing in the middle of the night. Did, did I see something wrong, or? Middle of the night, they claim that they, which I said this article, they claim, and this is how... I don't even know a nice word to say about these people. They say, well, they were at a liquor store between 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning when they saw her prior. You can't get 
liquor at a liquor store in Indiana between 3 and 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, they've also been known to say there is another statement Adam says at the same time between 3 and 4 a.m. that he's seen Kyle Parker leaving the house and he thought he's seen a foot hanging out yep. of his jacket. Yes, that's true. So I saw that. there's a lot of conflicting stories. Yeah. So I'm going to play a video real quick for the listeners. I'd like to know who, 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 who would in the world would, would do this. I mean... This is a small town. You should know. You know that, right? I mean, nothing like this really happens in Spencer. Spencer is like the world's smallest town. And no, it's, not it's not the world's well, smallest no, town. But it's but not, nothing like this has ever happened, and uh, we don't know why it's happening to us right now. We're not bad people. Yeah, we're not bad people. We've never made enemies with anybody. Somebody had to walk through our front door mm-hmm. and take her. They did not bother anything in the house. Nothing in the house was disturbed. It was just like it was when I went to bed and when I got up, except for Shaylin was gone. There was her baby blankets were laying on the couch next to her bed, were not disturbed. Her toys weren't disturbed. Nothing in the house was taken but Shaylin. It was, you saw the empty crib? It was pure panic. I mean, you, you wake, imagine you wake up and go in the, and get your baby out of the baby bed, and she's not there. And then, okay, then your next thing is you're searching the house, even though she's too little to get out of the baby bed. Mm-hmm. You search the house. Then she's nowhere in the house. You know, you just go in panic mode. It's like, where is the baby? I, I was up this morning. I went over there to the baby bed, looked in, seen Jalen not there. I ran in there and almost knocked my mom's door down. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did, literally. He scared me to death. I was practically awake, but mm-hmm. he's like, do you have Shaylin? I was like, no. And then I was up, and I went directly to her bed, and it was just totally empty. Here's my problem with that. First of all, before I say anything, Kathy, that woman, that's the grandmother that was that was talking, right? Correct. So my thing is here, okay, Kathy, help me with this. Who was that talking? The grandmother, right? Correct. Who was that sitting next to her? That was Adam. Okay, what what relation is he to the woman that was talking, the grandmother? That is her son. Justin okay. Ammerman and Adam are her son. Okay, so that was her son. Mm-hmm. All right, watching this video mom had her hand uh on his leg a little too close i found that very strange where she had her hand at and i'm like wow did you notice that i thought the same thing i noticed it right away yeah absolutely so another thing that i want to point out they they acted too calm Mm -hmm. and if the beginning yes and if you notice in the video, he just, while she's talking, he just went on texting. Like, you know, nothing. I mean, when you're talking about a baby that is missing. Not only a baby, your baby. Your baby. You're like nervous, a nervous wreck. Mm-hmm. You know, as a grandparent. I'm telling you, as a grandpa, I would be a nervous wreck. 
I'm not going to be just that calm. They were just too calm for this. I'm just, excuse me. Yeah. Did you, now, I am sure, uh, Bree, you have watched all the videos that covered this case, right? Oh, yes. Okay, so the video that I'm that I'm speaking of, did you find anything odd in their in their demeanor and their body language? Yeah, it is very odd. Um, and then they're not only that way on video; they're that way in person too. Yes, they're very odd. It's all odd. I saw that when me and Kathy was discussing this, and you know, I'm like, oh, something ain't right about this. This is a little too weird. So, the baby's missing. How long before the baby is found? Usually, was about two. A little. It was under two days. So it was under two days. Where was she found? She was found in Gosport. Off. I don't know if you've ever been to Gosport, but there's some railroad tracks, and those tracks lead down into private property. Actually, she was found between the White River and where that other body of water meets which I can't think of, but um, it was down the railroad tracks on private property. Okay, and who found her? Um, it was actually one of the volunteers. Okay, so they had a search party out, right? And yes. this search party, somebody stumbled them and found the baby, right? Yeah. Okay, and so at this time, uh, the police determined that this is a homicide, am I correct? Um, sorry, like, you know, like, not only was it, what made it very clear something bad had happened was, when they found her, it was very clear that there was, obviously, she was dead, but the sexual abuse was so apparent that they had to, they had to send her to Louisville, Kentucky. It was that bad? Yeah. Um, I found out through a private investigator, which confirms everything the autopsy said, because at first it didn't make sense. Not only, like, did someone write for sorry, like, I don't know how this sucks. It was also with an object. Um, and a car cleaner. You said they used a car chemical to clean out any evidence inside of her, correct? Yeah, it wasn't bleach like the article said. I don't know where they got bleach. There was no bleach used. And they also used like a wire brush to clean out anything as well, right? Like one of those like round like wired like hairbrush things. Like I'm sure you've used them with the round you know what I mean? Yes, we know what you mean. Now, didn't Grandma Tammy Morgan, didn't she make a book, her own book, on her granddaughter's disappearance and murder? Yep. And what do you think about that book? Given that Tammy, and I don't know if you got to see the pages of the book or not, which yes. I think you did. Yes. It would have been one thing... Because, like, when you read the book, like, when you read the book up until the point of the murder, and then you add the funeral pictures in there, it almost seems like a keepsake book, like, like a baby book. Mm -hmm. But then, like, she puts it at the end, which I found very bizarre. And then, what, like, I think it said, like, one night some man took me and he hurt me really bad. And, and, and then adding the dead pictures of her at the end, that was odd to me. It wasn't so much the book up until that ending that was bizarre especially the pictures of her in her casket yeah don't you think it's kind of odd that she was so vivid on her book writing about her granddaughter disappearing 
Don't you think that was a little vivid and a little detailed for not knowing yeah, what happened? Yeah, I think, I think it's very bizarre because, well, I guarantee she knows what happened, and I doubt it happened like that. Um, you know, I think it was very bizarre. You know, it would be one thing to have, like, a keepsake book, you know, like for yourself. When you're, you know, like when your granddaughter or your kid, that, that's one thing, have it for yourself. But to try to publish it, that's... Okay, so we, we're talking about the book. Now, let's talk about, after they, they done found the baby, the abuse that was done is beyond horrible. So, there was an arrest made, am I correct? Yes. Okay, how long was an arrest made after they found the baby? It was very shortly after. Um, Days, months? How, uh, no, you said, I'm sorry, you said was it a month? No, was it days, weeks, or month, or what? Days. I mean, days. Okay. Like a couple days. All right, tell us about it. Um, so when all this stuff happened, it was Shane. Like, at this time, she's only missing. And as a, as a matter of fact, Kyle Parker is who showed them where her body was. Um, so after they, like, do their interviews and stuff like that, somehow they come question Kyle. He gets questioned. I believe he was let go... And then Kyle goes home to where his stepdad lives. His stepdad is all freaking out and whatnot. His stepdad makes him go back down to the police station. And somehow or another, which this is what we're all confused on, even some of the family included, is, you know, on the news it says Kyle Parker admitted to his stepdad that he raped and killed Shaylin. Well, that didn't happen. That didn't happen at all. Kyle, that Kyle had made the statement, you'll know who did it when they find the DNA. Now, that statement was made, but Kyle never admitted to raping and killing her. When they checked her DNA, or checked Shaylin for DNA, did they find anything that was connected to Kyle Parker? Nothing. Nothing. And did they do any more testing? Did they do any more testing? Not to my knowledge, no. Nothing. So he gets arrested. So mm -hmm. what evidence that led them to arrest him? Because he said that he moved her body from one place to another. His story was that him and Danny and Adam were hanging out, drinking, whatnot. That Adam had left for some time and came back in with Shaylin being somehow along the lines. They decided to put Shaylin in Kyle's car, which was not even Kyle's car. Um... It was the car he was using. Um, I guess they moved the body over to Gosport. What happens between then and there? Maybe some of us will never know. Um, but what basically got him was that they brought Justin, Adam, and Kyle down to Indianapolis to take a lot detector test. On the polygraph test that they took, didn't Justin fail the first one? Yes, it, yes, he did until they got somebody who could deal with people with special needs. To, to give him the polygraph. And then he passed everything but one question, which was, were you drinking on the night of your daughter's disappearance? That was the only one that he failed. And he said no, correct? Yeah. And that was, was a lie. It was a lie. Okay, so special needs. So I take it that he has a mental hand handicap, am I correct? Yeah. Okay. Maybe that explains the interview 
I don't know. I just still with the mental handicap, you you would just be. They're overplaying that interview. I can tell you that because if you ever talk to them on the phone or in person, and I'm not I'm, I'm not trying to be mean by any means. I don't know if this is just how Tammy has taught them to manipulate, but I'm telling you, no, you know what I mean. Like they're they're they using it to really their advantage. Yeah, and I'm not even like saying that to be mean, and it's not an accusation, but. Even before this, any of this happened, like they've done it before. Like they, they don't talk like that normally. So when you say they don't talk like that normally, do they talk with energy? Uh, or, you know, be more specific when you're saying that. I mean, Justin can normally talk very, really normal. Like I've never heard him sound like that over the phone ever. Adam, kind of the same way. Like. And Justin's even a little bit more, I don't know if, like, slow is the appropriate word, because I don't want to, like, sound like right. I'm being mean or offensive or anything like that. Um, but, yeah. Now, I want to ask you something. Um, Justin was in a previous sexual assault case, correct? Yeah, in 2009. And what happened with that? The family member who was one of their Tammy's cousin or Tammy's niece, she had dropped it. So it was actually dropped by the family member. And that was another reason why they said they couldn't go to trial with it, like the impe- like where they had impeachable witnesses. That was another reason why they didn't want to take this to trial. Now, they also stated that they found um, violent pornography on Justin's laptop. Is that true? It was actually not just Justin's. It was the laptop that they all used. And there was violent pornography found on that? Correct. Correct. Huh. So, okay, Justin is... Okay, help me out here, Bree. Justin is the dad, right? Yes. Okay. And you're saying that this computer was shared by him and his brother and possible mom, too? And his mom and Danny. I mean, it was just like the house computer. The family computer. The family computer. Okay. Okay. And so this porn was found on this this computer. Correct. Okay. So let's talk about the night she disappeared. How many people was in the house? It was four? Uh, It was Kyle, Justin, Adam, Danny, and Tammy. And then they had um, they had a girl who delivered newspapers in now the house. She was she was cleared, um, okay, but it so was those was five at the time. Okay. And so, what was the reaction to the community and the family that you remember when the police said they had a suspect and made an arrest? You mean like the reaction after she was missing when her body was found? Yeah, after Shocked. after they found the, the body, after they found the body and they made an arrest, what was the community's reaction and, and your reaction? Shocked. Okay. Shocked. It, it, it tore Spencer apart and things like that. It's true. They don't happen there. And then when the details came out, that's when it really, excuse my language, I'm trying not to cuss because I know it'll be online, but like crap hit the fan and it... It was so bad to my cousin who worked at the market in Spencer. 
that market provided the food, the searchers, the cops, you know, shelter. He came to live with us for about a month and a half. When Kyle got arrested and they were going through court, he ended up taking a plea, correct? Yes, he ended up taking a plea in February, I believe, or March 2017. And what was that plea? So basically he got 60 years for kidnapping, murder, and I believe it was strangulation. All the sexual charges were dropped, but they dropped those before the plea. Why is that? Because there was nothing to tie him to it. Okay, wait a minute. Here you have a man that you are saying that is the suspect, and they dismiss all the sexual charges, but they sentence him. He takes a plea on the murder of Shaylin, the baby. This doesn't make sense. What am I missing here? You know, Ed, that's what we all want to know because the prosecutor, Don Vandermoor, who's actually a very good prosecutor, even though everybody hates him, that was a thing Kyle would have walked. He would have walked if he would have went to trial. And the prosecutor even says that's why he pushed the plea because otherwise he would have walked. My thing is, is... If I'm accused of something I didn't do, especially of that nature, if I can go to trial and walk because I didn't do it, I'm going to walk. But but here's my thing. Here's my thing. He he took this plea. Somebody is responsible for sexually assaulting Shaylin. We're talking a baby here. So someone yep. is responsible. And was anything in the court documents or any anybody talking about this, the investigators of... Who done this horrible thing to a baby? I think the reason why I contacted your team, hopefully you guys can get more information than they'll ever give us or the public or because it doesn't make sense. Okay, Kathy, in in your investigation, is there anybody that, I mean, no one is saying who possibly sexually assaulted this child? No, from my understandings, no other testing was done to find out who the DNA actually why is that? Do you know? That I don't know. Um, I know if you read in the articles, the prosecutor is apologizing because he'd done all that he could do, but he didn't have enough evidence or anything to point towards anybody else, so they had to run with what they had. All he could do? What do you mean all he could do? I mean, this baby was, was sexually assaulted. That's not all you can do. I mean, because if... If you're saying that the charges is dropped from the sexual charges is removed, then who did it then? I think it all revolves around impeachable witnesses. That's all the investigator kept saying. Uh, so, Can I say something really quick, please? Absolutely. We need to talk about Stacey Brown because the prosecutor absolutely did all he could do. Very good man. Prosecutor can only do what the detective gives him. Let's not That's forget true. that the Emmermans had done burn down her damn crib, returned her diapers before Stacy Brown even went to that house to collect evidence. Okay, wait a minute. Who's Stacy Brown? The detective on the case. All right, go. Okay. He did nothing. Okay, go ahead. He did nothing. They, and that's another thing. You know, like they were burning down her crib. Returning her diapers, they got rid of her toys and her clothes before she was even found deceased. Okay, who did this? um, It was Adam and Danny and Justin. And was was Grandma aware of all this? 
Oh, yeah. I mean, she, oh, yeah. I mean, maybe she didn't light it on fire, but oh, yeah, she was aware. Tammy never leaves. So they caught all of her things on fire before the detective even showed to the house? Correct. I mean, they didn't even come collect evidence out of that house after her body was found. You said they did not collect any evidence? Not until after her body was found. There was, like, they had, like, cops outside the house, like, crime scene tape, but nothing, like, the crib was never, like, swiped or anything of that sort. Really? Because it was... By the time he got a hold of it, there was no crib. So, um, That's odd. wonder why would they burn that up? Evidence. They said they were angry because that's where she was taken, but that doesn't still, I mean, but at that time she was only missing. You know, like Right, absolutely. Missing, she was only missing. You're right. So that's crazy. She was only missing. you Because, and understand what I'm going to say here. She's missing. So when you're missing... Missing people sometimes come back, sometimes are found, and sometimes they're not. Now, we're talking about a baby that didn't wander off on its own. Mm-hmm. It, she had help leaving from there. So if they wasn't for sure, because if something's missing, I'm going to leave everything the way it is in case you come back. So they must have felt that. Shaylin wasn't coming back. Does that sound about right here? I mean, it does to me. All right. So, what did the did you hear what the detective had to say about that, or what, you know, what was the detective thinking about um, all this stuff missing and burnt? You'll lucky if you can get anything out of him. However, I do have a very, very, very close friend who's the prime investigator, where he briefly returned that call, and he still wouldn't say much. I mean. All he would say is they know who did it. They got him in prison and let Owen County rest. That's, like, really all that he would say. He doesn't return any phone calls. Nobody from Owen County ever does. So I think as far as where the investigation took a turn, I would blame it on Stacey Brown. And you know what? Hey, maybe he's a nice guy in Owen County and never seen anything like this. Maybe he didn't handle it the right way because he didn't know how. I don't know. But I would think as a detective, I mean, I'm not a detective, but common sense would tell me if a kid comes missing from the crib, you, you do something with that crib. You get everybody out of the house. You, you collect something. You know? Uh, what is your opinion on the suspect that is currently serving time for Shaylin's murder? What is your opinion on that and his involvement? My is I definitely, definitely think. Here's why I pay you Kyle. You know, Kyle claims that he was scared, and that's why he helped them. But here's where I call, here's where I call bullshit. You know, if that was the case, instead of when everything was said and done, Kyle didn't go to the police. Kyle didn't go tell somebody what happened. Kyle goes to a friend's house where he was temporarily staying. He got there at about 5 o'clock in the morning because the lady was about to leave for work, so she remembered. Kyle starts washing clothes. Kyle starts to clean out his car. Kyle's in a panic. So that, to me, tells me... I'll tell you this about Kyle. I don't think he raped her, and I don't think he killed her. I think he helped cover it up, and I still feel like he's such a guilty because after he was so scared, when everything was said and done and he was on his way home, he still tried to cover up. I don't think Kyle... I don't think Kyle should be out of prison by any means either. But Kyle also will not 
speak anymore on what happened. And why do you think he's okay with going down for everything? Yeah, now, that's a mystery to all of us because, you know, it's been said that he was threatened. Threatened by who? I don't know. Because the Airmans really aren't that scary at all. What about the so stepfather? He was always the first one that we all kind of wondered what was going on. And he did not attend a funeral. He never attended a vigil. He never... There's only one statement he's ever said on the news. He wanted nothing to do with it. Like, no involvement at all. And he's weird. Yeah, sound like there's a lot of weird people involved. Okay, so what would be Kyle's reasoning for doing this? Anybody ever thought about that? What would be his reasoning for hurting this baby? If you didn't sexually um, assault her, what would be his reasoning for killing her? I don't think he. I don't think he killed her. I mean, if I and I don't, I couldn't even give you a reason if I. Well, he took he a plea bargain. Did. I mean, he he took a plea bargain for sixty years. I'm not going to take a plea for sixty years, the rest of my life in my prison for something I didn't do. And so, also, his public defender never said a word. Like his public defender also never tried to argue against it, even though there was no evidence. Now, keep in mind, please, we're talking about Owen County. Also, his public defender never made an argument one time. Never. Um, That's normal. (laughs) Probably because Kyle wasn't talking either. But, you know, I mean, to me, even if he did kill her, which now let's not also forget Kyle would watch Shaylin, and let's also not forget Kyle was a babysitter in the Spencer area at that. Kyle had little stepbrothers and little sisters who he'd watch all the time, who they took into CPS care after that happened. And none of those kids ever, like, they loved Kyle. Those kids were examined pretty extensively. Kyle didn't hurt any of those kids. Kyle loved kids. Okay. I mean, he really was good with kids. Okay. Well, let me ask you, where is Shaylin's mother at when all this happened? She was there... The baby was there with grandma, the uncle, and the dad and everything. Where was Shaylin's mother, her birth mother? That's a good question. Uh, well, you'd have to ask her where she was, but where, what I can tell you is, is this is a mother. Here's where it gets interesting. This is a mother who, after this happened, claimed, oh, I suspected sexual abuse, but I kept having to take Shaylin back because it was court-ordered that, you know, it was a week-on-week basis. She lied. I don't know how she's not in jail for lying to the police. There was never a court order. They've never been to court. So she so she is, has already alleged before this happened that there was sexual abuse with her daughter? No, she didn't allege it till after. Okay. What did she say what happened? Let's talk about that. That she suspected sexual abuse, but because of the court order... Um, you know, the custody order, she kept having to take Shaylin back there. What? And the custody thing was, is the Ammerman house would have her for a week, Jessica. Well, really, Carol would have her for a week. Her mother would have her for a week. But there was actually no court order. They'd never been to court. There's never been paternity to this day established. Okay, so how do we know that she made that <laughs> allegation that she suspected that there was um, sexual abuse to her daughter? Um, she had um, after Shaylin was found, Jessica and Carol have started a Facebook group. Their screenshots, either me or Catherine have them, where she was literally defending Kyle. And even 
had Kyle's, you know, Kyle's sister was on there. She'd even said, tell Kyle, thank you for taking care of my baby. I suspected this was going on. Jessica and Carol had started the Facebook group. Um, and then she had even said on an interview on TV that there was a custody agreement where Justin would have to have her for a week and she'd get, you know, then she'd get Shaylin. And even Durnhill, during one of the press conferences, said there was no, you know, there, there was no order. There was no agreement. And everybody knew there was no agreement because everybody way before this happened didn't even think Shailen was Justin's anyway. And then when her headstone, like when her headstone was donated, the name on the headstone does not say Ammerman at that, just so you know. And Jessica, yeah, I'm very close friends with a lady who's an author, a very credible source who had actually come all the way from Indiana to do something for Shailen. It was like a fundraiser. Um, you know, Jessica and Carol, I mean, they... They took all the money, and they treated that lady like dirt after. Jessica almost uses this more for celebrity status living in Spencer than she really cares. I mean, I don't think Jessica cares about any of her kids because she's never around any of them, even before this happened. So did she actually turn in? Um, did she actually ever talk to anybody about what she thought had previously happened? Like in detail? No, she just... You know, once it came out, she put all the blame on the Ammermans, which I'm sure the blame is on them. But she would just say that she suspected sexual abuse. Now, with that also being said, and here's the thing, Donna Stewart, who did the autopsy in Louisville, she also did David Cam's kids' autopsies. Now, there was past sexual abuse on Shailen. There was past sexual abuse. There was. That was confirmed. That was confirmed. Um, but, but there's no court order and you suspect it. So you say, why keep sending your, why keep sending your kid back? Yeah. When any, you're under no order. Yeah. Right. It, any mother that a real mother wouldn't have never, they would have contacted the authorities, got a police report she's and got something mom. done. And so, well, yeah, obviously she's not, because if you're saying you suspected that your child is being sexually assaulted, then hell no, you're not a good mother. But this is what puzzles me. Not only is Shaylin's dead, but she was sexually assaulted. And it sounds like to me the, the person or persons that was involved doing this is still out there. They are still out here free. Absolutely. And that, that bothers me. And I think that's kind of why Bree wanted to get the story back out there. Yeah, yeah. And she was sexually assaulted while she was alive. That was confirmed. It was confirmed. It was with an object. Another weird thing, and I do mean weird, there was a psychic on the Nancy Grace show who did a brief, like Nancy Grace did a very, like, very, very brief interview with Cammie Morgan. Once again, the timeline changes. The psychic had mentioned Shailen's legs being broken, that a female figure had broken her legs, and this is before an autopsy report came out, whatever. Shailen's legs were indeed hurt, and there's no way that lady could have known that. Um, I know they had to put some kind of sticks in Shailen, like, for an oven casket, like, to, like, kind of, like, keep her together. So, like, the kid really was Oh, my God. And they still had up. an open casket. Oh, my God. That is horrible. 
Wow. And the open casket was just, you know what I mean? Like, when you look at, like, some of the edited photos, they didn't look that bad. You know, there's a lot of, like, things that you're going to see, like, it's very edited. Um, but what she really looked like in the casket, it, you know, like, unlike the pictures, it didn't look just like a baby sleeping. And it was very clear, like, she'd been beaten. And it doesn't say that on any news report. Like, it, it doesn't say anything about her being beaten. But it's so clear the kid would have had to have been beaten, like, with her mouth all busted. And, oh, you know, look at the photo that I sent Kathy. Well, I, I know I sent her the book. Or maybe it was the other lady I sent it to. The No, it was Kathy. There's another one that's still a little bit edited, but it's in color. And if you, like, zoom really close in there on her little hand, like, you can tell that they're all broken. That's so sad. I'm so sorry, Brie. Yeah, yeah. You know, things are making sense because with the prosecutor, and and here's the thing. If the prosecutor can get you to plead guilty to 60 years, look like he wouldn't have had no problem adding no sex charges in there. You You got him to plead guilty to 60 years. Why did you dismiss the sex charges? And so now, okay, I agree with what Bree said. You don't let him out of prison. Okay, I get it. But someone else needs to be in there with him. Absolutely. Because what was done, what is Shaylin was what, just a little over a year old? 15 months. 15 months. And for someone to do this to a baby, they don't need to be out of, they don't, they need to lose their freedom forever. And I'm convinced sitting here now that the person or persons that is responsible for the sexual assault could be family members. It could be, I don't know, it's just not adding up. So I. <laughs> and they're around other children. And they're around other children. So sound like, yeah, yeah, this is horrible. This it just is horrible. doesn't make sense because if the DNA didn't match Kyle, why wasn't it taken any further? Exactly. Exactly. That's, and it makes sense that they would dismiss the sexual charges because you have him in custody. You got because of the witnesses were impeachable because of like the stuff on the computer. And then like right after that, like there was that big old like child porn bust in Owen County. And then, you know, like the Justin having the sex charge. And then on top of that, because like they were the only witnesses in the house. And that's what made them impeachable because they didn't make good witnesses and my thing is is they weren't just witnesses they were probably perpetrators in it right now when we talk about impeachable and and, you know i'm a former uh criminal when i hear impeach now let me explain to the listeners here in the state of indiana kathy let's just say uh you're a witness against me in a case in the last, I believe, last 10 years of your life, if you ever been convicted of any crimes, of sex crimes or crimes of dishonesty, my defense attorney can have you impeached as a witness, which means that your testimony uh, could not be reliable to a jury. And when so when I hear the word impeach, that's what it gets close to me. Uh, so when I keep now, when I'm hearing you guys saying impeachable, I'm a little confused. And and this is something, Kathy, me and you would have to really sit down with Heather and talk further on this and, you know, the, the, the dig further into this because them being impeachable, it, it they are people that could be suspects of a crime because now uh, this 
this is weird because they found, was it child porn or just porn? It was porn um, indeed, but they couldn't determine whether it was children or not. And then there was a the big child porn bust in Owen County. And if you're familiar with Owen County, like it's not very big. Well, the thing is, they found porn on this on the computers. I mean, if it's just regular porn, I mean, most people would violent. But there's some people that would have porn on then that okay, I get that. But violent porn violent porn. That's that raised red flags. So, you know, you have these people in there, you have this baby. All these five people said they had been drinking and then the grandma came in there and tried to downplay well, it wasn't like what you guys think it was. It was just a little bit of drinking. Uh I could tell that that didn't even sound right. Um, and it just didn't make sense. It it really didn't. But that's the thing. It was only three of them drinking. Justin and Grandma was supposed to be in bed. Okay. But Justin failed that question on his polygraph test. Okay. And then Tammy had said in another interview, let's keep that in mind. Like They changed their story so much. I could send you pages for days. Then Tammy says in another interview that she was up all night trying to fix the cable box. The satellite, you mean? I'm sorry. She uh, well, in the interview I saw, she said it was the satellite that they were trying to fix. Yes. Satellite cable. You something to do with the TV that they that right. like were up all night trying to fix. Right. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, you're correct. But in another interview, she says she laid Shaylin down around 10:30 and uh-huh. went to bed herself. Right. Right. And also, Shaylin's crib stayed in the living room. It was right by that front door. Which, by the way, just so you know, that front door. It's a shitty landlord. He never fixes anything. It's like all these, like for years, like that front door is very, not only very heavy, it's extremely loud. So they should have heard that front door opening. There's no way that they didn't. Um, there's no way. Um, but her crib did stay right there in the living room. And another inter- interview, Tammy says somebody must have had to come in the house and take her. Which, not a good liar. Anyway. Yeah. Well, Bree, uh, we want to offer the opportunity because we wanted to get this story out here. We wanted our listeners to listen to this. And when we uh, post this segment, we're going to ask people to get involved with the conversation on our Facebook page, Crime Pursuit Podcast, on Facebook. And we want to have a discussion. And if there's anybody that feels that they were involved in this situation specifically the family reach out to us we'll put you on the show give you you know give you the opportunity to to come on the show uh we're not trying to bash you to come on the show and tell your side of the story because as the way i look at this the, a lot of stuff is not adding up here and i want to come back and do another part of this part two part three whatever it takes to get to the bottom of this because, okay, the, the prosecutor have put who they said is responsible for killing her. I want to see who is responsible for sexually assaulting her. Absolutely. So we need, exactly. we need to restart this conversation. We need to address this and get that person or persons off the streets, period, before they do it again. So listen to anybody that's listening that is a family member or close to the family member or Maybe you in law enforcement and you was involved in this case. Reach out to us through our Facebook page. We have 
Uh, the podcast phone number on there. You can reach through us by email through our phone number. Hey, we answer all calls. We answer all inboxes. And we want to come back on here and have another discussion regarding this. So we, we need people to reach out because I don't want this case to end with this podcast with Bree tonight, period. I don't want that. Uh, Bree, it was a pretty brave thing for you to do to come on here and and we and we really appreciate it and it's tough it 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 really is but um unfortunately whoever's responsible is still out there and you know you and Kathy has talked a lot and I want you to continue to keep that conversation open with Kathy because Kathy has been on my team for a while and Kathy is very, very dedicated to cases like this. And so, you know, um, if she can help bring justice, you know, to this case or whatever, she will. And, and I'm, I'm sure you've got to know that since you've been talking to her. Am I correct, Bree? Well, me and Kathy found out that uh, we know each other since before this, actually. Yes, yes. She told me about that. Yes. yes. Small world. Yeah, small world. Well, Bree, we done run out of time, and we're going to uh, stay in touch because we want to get a part two and a part three, how many parts we need to cover this. So stay close to us, and hopefully when someone listens to this, someone else has something to say. Somebody can bring us some facts. Someone can bring us some answers to who sexually assaulted this child. Okay? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, uh, we're going to get up out of here, and we want you to go to our Facebook, and it's called Crime Pursuit Podcast, and we have Instagram, at Crime Pursuit, at Crime Pursuit on Twitter. Now, when you go to the Facebook page, we want you to get involved. We're going to post this, go in the comments, tell us what you think. This is a weird case. This is crazy. We're talking about a 15-month-old baby that was not only brutally murdered, but she was sexually assaulted. Brutally. Who does? Yes, brutally. Who does that? This needs to be addressed. Let's work together. Let's address it. We'll interact with you, my entire team. No matter what time it is, we will interact with you. Until next time, thank you. Thank you.